Hey. Did you did you save the, the first one? And what's so crazy is my phone did not save it. <gasps> oh yeah, the enemy is mad with this conversation. Yes, they are pissed. So it doesn't we, matter. We just gonna go, we're gonna continue and we're gonna go back to them because it's only the first two questions and okay, it's like that's four fine. more. I got you. Because they all like revolve around each other anyways. But we're gonna it. try we're gonna try this intro again now. Okay. Um... It's okay. I'm here for it. Well, even though I already said it, but what's up, all you freaks and geeks of the world? It's your fairy sex mother, and I'm here with another episode for the Sex Experience Podcast, and I have a very special person with me today. She literally has my back through everything, <laughs> and she is my back for SAI. It's my line sister, Jay Lisa. Hello. Jay Lisa Little. All of her social media will be listed below. And of course, when you hear the conversation, even though Anchor kind of deleted the first half of it, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> you're going to hear how insightful she is. So, you know, it's the kind of person that, you know, you kind of need in your life all the time. Not kind of <laughs> high key need. So, boom, I'm just going to. Oh, wow. But if I go to these questions, okay, well, it's going to kind of come in kind of harsh. But basically, the question, the first question now is going to be, do you feel any pressure from friends or society to lose your virginity? For everyone who is tuning in now, uh, Jaylisa is not like a lot of people of the world. She oh, is Lord. a virgin. You know, it's rare that people can come across a virgin. And that's sad that it's kind of like that now. But at the same time, it's like... It is what it is. Yeah. yeah. So you kind of got to push forward from Y'all it. make but choices. You, yeah. You, you feel me? I made a lot, but you know. Oh, we gonna talk about it, but um, yeah. And but yeah, do you feel any peer pressure to like give it a try from anybody? Okay, let's talk about it. Let's in all transparency. And I was like, even with this interview, I was like, okay, I believe it's gonna come up, so just be ready for it. Yeah. Um, because I was like, I don't know, because you never, you know, what it doesn't matter. Anyway, um, do I feel any peer pressure into having sex now? Now that I'm a virgin. Um, not now that I'm, you get what I'm saying. I am a virgin. Yeah. I've been a virgin. All that. I've never had sexual intercourse. Uh, all that good stuff. Do I feel peer pressure? Let me be 100% transparent with all of you. Sometimes with my, <laughs> with my grown self, I say, you know what? It's about that time. You, you know what? It's about, it's about that time. I'm really considering um because it's 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 not like it's not available to me you know Mm -hmm. i i say this with the most in the most humble way i can get what i want when i want it you know and that's but period however um like it some i believe that what i learned this I, i heard this quote a few days maybe a few weeks ago and it was like you are the average of the five person that you hang around right Mm-hmm. And so, hmm, you are the average. you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. You know, in the sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I've had friends. I've had friends who, you know, they were they were they were or are you know whichever one heavily they were heavily active, uh, heavily sexually active, right? Mm-hmm. And so. You know, I was like, well, okay, I can be strong. But then sometimes you are the product of the company that you keep. And so I felt mm. I, and when you're, when you're not anchored, come on, when you're not anchored in a certain level, you got to, you have to understand what, what you can handle and what you can't handle. Fact. And so, um, 
peer pressure has been there, but it doesn't become bad until you yield until you yield to temptation. Right? Right. And so have I been tempted? Oh my gosh, plenty of times. But I had to learn how to notice when I may not be able to go to a certain place anymore, or I may not be able to um I try to keep my deposits clear. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. what I listen to, what I watch. Um you know, even with even with my with my guy friends, you know, I know we're attracted to each other, but if if I if I know like in dating, if I know that you're sexually active and this is what you want and you realize that you know I'm waiting until I get married, we're gonna have to agree to disagree and then go our separate ways. Has it been hard a few times? Yes. But it all boils down to I have what's best for you. Not not yeah, honestly. Cause I really I really believe if if I had sex now, or if I if I would have lost my virginity, I wouldn't even be on this phone call. Yeah. In the sense of I would I would be in the world. When I tell you in the world, I mean the you know, and yeah. I think there's a protection, there's a hedge of protection on me on why I need to wait, and why I need to wait to give my you know to give it all to my husband because then I can go crazy, you know. So like that big facts because you um, gonna turn up. Hello, hallelujah, but um. Uh-huh. <laughs> sometimes it's heavy but um but then it all boils down to do I really want to displease God with what I've already read in the word it, right. it'll be different if I didn't know but it's all that I heard growing up my mom even kept it real with me I'm even a I'm, I'm even a child out of wedlock so that opens up a portal for me to be a generational curse breaker um my father has six six children all of us have different mothers. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so this sets the tone of, okay, if if I know if I know that Bane is in my mom and my dad, because you know they were, you know, they they turned up before they before they had me. Yeah, they were they turned. They were turned. And so <laughs> if I know that, hey, if that's my parents, I can only imagine how I am because I'm both of them put together, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of a um, it's kind of a few, it's a future tense, like, hey, let me just let me just be okay with waiting. The wait is hard, but I know that the wait is worth it for me. And I know that there is just some saying that there are some, some things that you can't, you won't be able to turn back from. Some people can handle certain stuff. On my side, that may just be the area that I'm not the strongest in. Does that make sense? Yeah, because people come weak for the dick. Hello? Like, no, really. Like, no. I don't know if it's, because it's obvious that you're heterosexual, but, so I'm going to say it in the sense of, but people become weak and they fit and they can't think for themselves once another once when a partner is involved. Yeah, and that's and that's that's an emotional transfer. Yes. Like uh, whether you whether you emotional. think about it or not, whatever they have, that's what you get in them. And mm-hmm. I and I've been I've experienced emotional ties before, but I thank God that I didn't have sex with you with you know with those guys. And I'm like, dang, if I was crazy, it would have been harder. But even but even in that, I know how mentally <laughs> stimulating I can be. And so I have to be careful with what with 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 what kind of um, energies that I release to the man too, because you probably could fuck them up. <laughs> like, hello, you, you gotta be able you gotta be able to rock with somebody who's as strong as you mentally too period and that's kind of where we mess up sometimes and so I know and I I have I've grown to have a way with words and it's it's like when you know your power you have to know how to use it and you have to determine if you want to use it for good or use it for bad you have to figure out me and Benjo was just talking about I know I'm a fire igniter 
I need to know when I need to be a candle, a light, you know, a nice lit candle in the in the evening, or if I need to burn the building up. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, am I the oil? Am I the match? Come on! And so, when you when you are aware of what you have, you ha- you have to learn how to control your powers. So, I have I decide to keep what I have in the container until and and lately now. Like, even if I wanted to have a child, you know, I have baby fever or something. And mm-hmm. I'd be like, okay, well, you know, I want a baby. But I don't even, I don't see who the father would be. Or who I would want to be the father. Does that make sense? Yeah, because who, who do you feel like dealing with for the next 18 years? <laughs> Plus. Yeah. Because my baby ain't going to, my baby not going to just be great for 18 years. My baby going to be great forever. Yeah. So. And, and what I've learned is that even, even some men that are my age, you know, we're just not there yet as a whole. And so when I when I decide now I make moves thinking about what impact is this gonna have tomorrow, not right now. Right. And sometimes we do a lot of temporary moves rather than thinking about the longevity of a thing. Right, because sex is permanent. Once you lose it, it's permanent. It. You can't get it back. Yeah. It's and it's it's it it becomes easier now because I got through the hard parts. Like puberty, like not even puberty, but I remember um experiencing oral sex and allowing that to be my getaway just to make an excuse of, oh, well, I didn't have sexual intercourse, so I'm good, you know, mm-hmm. but that that's a very intimate spot, too. And mm-hmm. so when I realized that was being a tease to the men and, you know, I might get in a situation where they don't want to keep going and they're going to force themselves, you know, I you know. Though these are the thoughts and so I was like you know what I can't I can't do one and not do the other in that sense like if like if I'm already in this vulnerable position Who's you can let anybody vulnerable? Yeah. but let me tell you a story so one actually one day um August 2014 um I'm I can't believe being so transparent but you know it's life I, I was with I was somebody gonna listen to this and be like, you know what? She inspired see, me. Or this see, conversation you never know, has motivated you never know me. You blessing, but um transparency is very needed because this is where we are. I was with um a young man who I was just ready to give it all to. Um he had just had a baby. Mm. And he had just had fertile. a child. So he was good and fertile. Do you hear me? So okay, mm-hmm. so you know, we were mm-hmm. we were hanging out, we were together, you know, and he came over and um, I told him I was like you know we were already in a position of you know whatever and so I told him I said you know what I'm ready let's go ahead you know let's go ahead and have sex I, of course I probably didn't say it like that child but right you probably said something sexy like I'm ready in, in, that, in that sense I'm a pretty um, right <laughs> and so no, again, knowing that he's already fertile, didn't think about that at all. Because you know, in the moment, you're not thinking about what they got going on. You're just thinking about who you want, when you want it, and why you want it, and ha- you want it to happen now. And Shit. <laughs> when I and this is the only guy, the only I'll say man, um, this is the only man that I've ever told that I w- I was ready to have sex and I wanted to, right? Hmm. He said no. Mm. Just had a child. I mean, obviously sexually active, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously ready. I mean, obviously prepared. Obviously fine. 
Cause we obviously come on already now. know what to do. Come on. You, he, he was going, he was, you know, I, I expected go ahead and take care of me. You know, we're good. Right. And well, what I gotta do this, you got and this man opened up his mouth and said, he said, you know what? I'm not going to do it because I know that you want to wait until you get married. And I know that you, you wouldn't want it like this. So that. even in my weak moment where I even said I was going to wait till I got married, he heard my desires when we had conversation, right? Mm-hmm. And he respected my weak area. He respected my vulnerable state. And he said, no, anyway, even though he wanted to, right? Let's not, let's, let's keep that there too. Let's not play. Right. He right. wanted to, but because of what I said earlier, he respected my heart so much, even in my vulnerability where I was vulnerable, I was ready not even knowing what I was asking for. Because if we would have had sex that day, I'm pretty sure I would have gotten pregnant. I'm pretty sure I wouldn't have graduated from college. And I'm pretty sure I would have still been in my hometown with that child I would have had because he had just had a child. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So at that moment, at that moment, I knew that there was something bigger than me, something bigger for me in life because even in the moment where I said, let's go, God still, still made a way of escape for me. And was like, nah, chill out. Like, that blew my mind. Was I upset right then? A little bit, because I was like, how, how dare I let this wall come down? And then God just allows him to just, to just shoot the wall back up. But I never would have known what kind of lifestyle I would have been in. Because, you know, we weren't, we, you know, we weren't married. We weren't together. Um... You know, yeah. And so that was my wake up call with, hey, from God, like, hey, I have more in store for you, but you're going to damage your own self if you keep trying to do stuff out of my timing for you. Mm. And it all didn't make sense until like a few years later. It wasn't right then. You know, it was just like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. But it opened up a different portal to say, hey, you know what? There's a bigger purpose for you to live right now than to you be then for you to be worrying about who you're gonna have sex with because sex gonna always be there period it's gonna always be there especially in, in my house hello but hmm. there's there's hello. so much more for you to learn and get to know like getting to know a person knowing how their mind works knowing the, the their background history on you know their family how they treat their family what they think about how do they um how they deal with death in their family, you know, in relationships, all of that. Mm-hmm. There's so much for you to figure out because sometimes you can have sex with somebody and be so attached to them, you didn't even know they were crazy. You didn't even know that your soul was on the line because y'all switched souls. Right? So, mm-hmm. at that moment, that's that was my... I mean, we went deep to this question, peer pressure. Um, but no, it's no pressure... It's no it's pressure real. now. It, it, it's going to be pressure. I'm telling you. It's going to come left and right. Like, even with um, me not being sexually active with men, the spirit of lust is heavy in general on both ends. Like, even being mm-hmm. hit on by women, I'm like, well, no, nah, that ain't that ain't my area. But God bless you, you know, appreciate it. You know, whatever. Uh, Thanks for I, looking I, at me. You know, whatever, but um, the spirit of lust doesn't care who, you know, who comes at you. It just wants you to fall. Because right. that's where the like I feel like that's where the enemy wants to get me the most. Cause he if you know if you know that's 
that's what that's what I believe that that's and then when I was younger I always thought that if I lost my virginity I would lose my ability to sing so you know it was it's a lot of mental stuff you know what I'm saying girl you just never know like, I thought that the purity of my voice would go <laughs> I'm, I'm but th- but these are my thoughts though but you know what you know what you know what let's be honest right when people when people lose their virginity and they become sexually active it is a known thing that things can change yeah. you start to act different you start to walk different you start to your body different. forms in a different you, way your skin yeah changes. you carry yourself yeah. differently so maybe like you know i can see some truth to that because when you sing it is very like it's full it's heartwarming it's very like this this gives me old school church vibes <laughs> that I need. I need somebody Healing. to come in come there. And like, yes. So if you were weren't a virgin and you were singing to me, but you were singing, you wouldn't sing it probably like, the same um, way. My temple. You wouldn't feel yeah. it as much. How? Yeah. How because what I'm learning is that I'm not singing for me anymore. I'm singing for the people that I'm singing to. You know, I'm I'm an intercessor for them, and so your spirit has to be clean and not. And it's not just sex that makes your spirit um, defiled. My heart could not be in a good posture. I could have hate in my heart. You know? Mm-hmm. So that's something that I have to deal with. You know, some things, some struggles, my struggles are not more so on the outside. They're on the inside for me. And some people would right. never know that, you know, because some people, some people you can look like they're going through. But in mm-hmm. maybe on my end, you can, you know, you can hear it in my voice or you can hear it in my attitude or something. So um, and now that with with being a singer um, or a psalmist or you know songwriter whatever you want to call it, it's like hey, you're a you're a, you're finger, a vessel, a certified you're a vessel, singer. and so blessings and curses can come out the same spring. So I'm I'm um yeah, and the more that I get into the word, the more that I read about God, and the more that I get to know who I am, I'm learning to just trust Him in the process. Thanks. because he supplies all my needs so when I need you know when it's time for me you know it'll come so yeah and when it comes <laughs> my hashtag will be waited day. so yeah so it's, it takes a lot of prayer I'm dead your hashtag gonna be waited <laughs> no it's but it's 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 a tough one because you know the anointing is attractive Not only, you know, not only getting hit on by people, you know, outside of church, but in church, it's heavy too. <laughs> Them be the biggest freaks. That's another mm-hmm. conversation for another mm-hmm. day. Glory. <laughs> so do you feel, do you still feel sexy or like, do you feel like you have sex appeal, even though you've never experienced actual sex? Because a lot of people have, I won't say a lot, but like when people come to me and talk to me mm-hmm. about like feeling yeah. sexy, I correlate it to confidence yeah. because if you're not confident in yourself, then of course you can't be confident exactly. in the bedroom, but you know, not everybody feels like they have sex appeal or they feel sexy. So even though you've never experienced sex yeah. in itself, do you still feel like you have sex appeal? Well, obviously you do. You have to hit on you. I, I, yeah. I, oh, I know, you know, just, I'm, I'm, it's a, it's a I know. Flirt, you know, from family, you know, whatever, but yeah. I, we, we know what time it is. Absolutely. Hello. 
I believe that I, I believe and that I, hang I up. sex. I do have sex appeal. I am beautiful. You know, my confidence is always in a work in progress, of course. But mm-hmm. I have I will have no worries. So and I have no worries. So yeah. You gotta strut like you mean it. Boom. Yeah. So but yeah, um, it doesn't it doesn't take away it doesn't take away my looks, it doesn't take away the confidence that I feel, it doesn't take away even rejection. You know, I've I've dealt with that before, you know, like, oh well, I don't have sex. Oh, you know, you know, some some men really get upset about it. but what you mean you know like I just said like, I don't <laughs> I I accept this. Are you upset? All right. But that just means you're not a good but, but even if that's that, all that says I should me. have discernment to know who reaching for who reaching or who not reaching. Mm-hmm. So some of that stuff I kind of got myself into. I mean, shoot, we all get oh, a little mess sometimes. Ain't nothing, nothing wrong with that. You can't eat good food unless the kitchen get a little messy. Come on. Hella. That's a good one. That's a quote right there. I know. I just made <laughs> it up. I feel so proud of myself right now. I'm like, oh shit. You really Come on now. Selena, okay. But my next question is, would you ever marry outside of your religion? Because I just feel like like my relationship mm-hmm. with God is my relationship. So it's like, even though I have my boyfriend now and hopefully, prayerfully, one day we get married and stuff like that. But if he ever comes to me and says, you know, Selena, I don't see myself mm-hmm. as a Christian. I see myself as something else or I'm just figuring out life right now. I wouldn't steer away from him because it's like, when I die, I die. God not going to be like, oh, Selena, you were down there married to a Muslim and you just out here just said, fuck everything yeah. else. I'm like, wait, what about me? <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I feel indifferent about it, but would you ever marry outside your um, religion? In my, in, for my answer, no. Oh, okay. Would you like my reason? Okay. Of course. I am a firm believer in being equally yoked. Equally yoked. That's um something that's mentioned in the Bible. Um, not in the sense of I and actually let's talk about it. I've dated I've dated guys who were not believers or not or not for one hundred percent Christians. Like they'll say they believe in Jesus but not God and or they'll say they believe in God and not Jesus. You know, you just never know what people believe now or who have been wavering the, in the faith. The confused. Mm-hmm. Or or they've been wavering mm-hmm. in their faith. I'm not with them today. So, you know. Um, but truthfully, my husband is going to be the one that is is the leader of the household, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I'm a firm believer in the man leading. You know, I will prepare as as independent and as the leader that I am now. I will be prepared to submit, quote unquote. Submit doesn't mean being a slave, but submit means, you know, of we course. know what submit means. Okay. But, sub- but submitting you know, to my we, husband. We're going to let him absolutely. lead. And mm-hmm. so my, the first question that I will ask once, one, if I consider any man to be my husband is, can I trust him with my soul? Mm. And so if I'm in a situation where I can't trust this man with my soul, and it's not like he's going to have my soul. Does that make sense? But right. even if, if I get out of whack, can he steer me in the right direction? Like, nah, baby, we going this way. Even if can he checks yeah. me, and be like, ah. and can, can he hold me accountable 
of the things that we previously <laughs> talked about before even getting married. Can he set a good example for not just me before our children? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, I wouldn't. I would not. Okay. Hey, that's understandable. Okay, so boom, we finna go back to the, the original question since. Okay. Yeah, since Anchor was like, bye-bye. <laughs> but, of course, like I said before, I have talked about God. And, obviously, we had mm-hmm. this conversation as this stone started and um, on previous episodes and stuff. So, can you tell, like, people your relationship with God? And it's actually a good lead. It's cool, yeah. You just had, so. you did, you're doing good. Thank you. Thank you. I'm trying. Okay. Um, I will try to say verbatim what I said earlier, but forget that. My relationship... Mm with God is more so literally a relationship rather than focusing heavy on religion. Um, I look at religion as uh, rituals, schedules, got to do this a certain way, uh, uptight, this right here, this right there. No, we have to do this, but still totally not doing what the religion actually says, being, um, you know, just being totally judgmental of life. Mm -hmm. But my relationship with God is a consistent uh, journey um, as I get to know him, I get to know who I am. As I get to know why he created me, I get to know what he created inside of me to be released to the world. And so um, every day is not, it's not 100% of 100% of total submission. Like I still have, there, there are things that I still have to, that I've had to unlearn about me once I once I decided to build a relationship with God um but once I decided to say you know what God I'm going to put you first once that was established everything else fell in alignment with it and so my relationship with God is um although trying um it's never failing so it's actually really it's, rewarding exactly it is rewarding yes it's a it's a beautiful journey um i've just i've just okay. found out i've just actually embraced god as father and that has been the hardest thing for me because mm-hmm. i didn't 100 actively have my my uh natural my biological father in my life did i know who he was yes but i think that was a struggle for me and most of us have that sometimes um, when you, when it's a tight rope or not a rope at all with your earthly father, you lack a relationship with your heavenly father because you feel like it's mm-hmm. gonna be the same thing, or even worse, it's like okay, well, God didn't want me to have an earthly father, so why? You know what I'm saying? So you 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 just never yeah, know why you want to be here, and so um, but I decided to take that, face my truth, and say you know what? Hey, I'm hurting in this area, and I can't handle this for myself and so I literally been on a path of embracing God not as creator not as provider not as way maker not as God not as king of kings or lords but uh but as father and I his daughter and it has been it has become one of the most intimate relationships I've ever had because he sees Mm. all of me and I don't have to hide anything that's real that's so real it's dope. I bet that fit. Now, see, you know what? 
now I look at now I want to dig dig deeper into that, like read the Bible some more and get into that because that just sounds like so fulfilling. It sounds like a yeah. good release. You don't have it's to not hold on that, to your burden. Not a, and that's what we do. Right. Not a physical person can give you that relief. Yeah. It's a spiritual one. And you like, know how, that's we, you know how we go to people and substances to fill in the space, to fill a void, mm-hmm. and it never gets filled? That was never their job. Yeah. Only God can, only God can it really fill wasn't. those. But, but that's when you surrender and ask him to. And be, wi- and be willing to receive Thanks. what you ask for. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Big facts. We tried now. We tried now. We tried. But we always had this um never ending unsatisfaction. It was mm-hmm. cute for the moment. Even when they when the person gets the job done, quote mm-hmm. unquote. Just like what they say about being high. Like you can be high, but once you and come you mad, down, it's back you to still mad thing. at what you were mad about. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 so real. Come oh, my on. feet just started tickling because that was so real. But okay, so then the last question, of course, is is your religion the reason why you carry yourself a certain kind of way? Because like I said before, I know you mm-hmm. in a different light, but you don't force you don't force God into everything, even though the conversation was mm-hmm. kind of like religious in a sense, but it's still transparency. It's still like this is the raw uncut. This is Jay Lisa, this is who I am. But everything about me is not I'm not gonna say that it's God, but you're gonna see that I have something bigger than yeah, me and around me. me. Yeah. So you can tell right. you can tell where people abide. Especially and in so, you. Um the way that my the way that I carry myself is not um not really be I wouldn't say because of religion, but it's more so of relationship. Now um even with what we uh mentioned earlier, I know that right now transparency first of all conversations matter we don't know each Mm -hmm. other because we don't we don't know each other or we don't like each other because we don't talk to each other like you'll get to know a person when when you hear their story or when you just have a simple conversation and what I've learned is that we've stopped talking to people or they look a certain way so I'm not going to talk to you we're automatically judging them and so even with the uh, the stereotype mm-hmm. that the um, quote-unquote church people, quote-unquote Christian people have, is that they shun newcomers. Um, that's a turnoff for the newcomers. And then the newcomers say, well, I ain't going to church no more and I don't want to serve their God because they treat me bad. All, of, all the while forgetting that we were just like the sinners yesterday. Mm-hmm. Makes sense? So um, what I've learned is our number one job is to love right that that's what we were created for and if you if you um there is a scripture in the bible that says you know love is patient love is kind it's not envious it doesn't boast it doesn't keep a record of wrongdoing if you literally follow those guidelines of what love is that is what reaching that that is how i'm able to walk the way that i desire to walk and more so, I don't, I don't, I don't have a desire to dis to displease God. And so, I'm a firm believer on practicing what I preach. And because I'm a teacher, I can't te- I can't tell my kids to not do something, and then they see me in the streets doing what I told them not to do. Mm-hmm. What kind of trust does that hold up for them? Right. So, 
Um, it's you make everybody has a decision to make. And I rather I rather see my see my ending, my ending by doing the right thing than doing the wrong thing the whole time and finding out what's right and then regretting how much time I quote unquote wasted. But no, no, no time is ever wasted. And I'm glad that I've learned the lessons that I've already learned. But um now it's like, hey, once you make a mistake, don't make the same mistake. Right. Not the same one. You know, I got plenty of new mistakes to make, but the same one, you know, that becomes a habit. Then it becomes a lifestyle. And so at this point, I'm choosing foreign freedom over familiar bondage. So I'd rather step into what's new and not know what's in front of me than continue to do the same thing over and over and over again and not get any results. I hope that I answered your question. Mm Mm-hmm. That's real. And that's what I like. I like the transparency. I like when people like that's the whole reason why I wanted to like do certain interviews with certain people is because I know that even though they're going to tell the truth, but they're still going to tell the truth and themselves. Some people can't accept themselves so they're going to tell a lie that they feel like is the truth. Exactly. This is not not a walk in the park y'all. Yeah, like, don't try to tell people to impress me. It's not, it's not, a, it's not, a, it's not as easy as we may appear that it is. You right. just have to determine where you're going to transfer your energy to. Are you going to put all of your energy into what bad, what, uh, uh, what, what happened, what, what happened that wasn't good in your life, or are you going to, or you are you going to, you know, turn your energy and do something positive? Like, you know, it's. I'm, I'm right. not going to speak about being I mad preach. and being upset about stuff. Like, no, it already happened. You can't undo it. And that's just like the whole, one of the whole things of like what I want to do, what I want to do is because it's like people waste their energy and their time mm-hmm. on the negative. And because the world itself is so oh, negative that you really don't understand what is positive and what's good in your life. And see, we, we and perverted like, what's, what God made to be beautiful. Exactly. Like, like when I hear, you know, because some people are probably probably still scared of sex, right? But it is never it was never a bad thing. But you know, we have we have right. out now abuse, you know, molestation, you know, just all of those terms that are just extra. But sex was never made to be a def- a nasty or defiled thing, right? It was meant to be a beautiful thing between and two it still people is. who love yeah. and care about each other. But now it's just like. You got to have sex in order for you to know that the person is the one or you got to have sex to know what it's like to orgasm or just to feel a release of some sort. And, and it's like, no, truth. you don't. Yeah. And most of it is just a feeling. Even though I have sex, but I look, I have sex for other reasons. Hello. But, well, yeah. hey, um, you, you are the fairy sex mother. So at this, <laughs> hey. at this point, you know, my sex is like, but even then it's still like to the fact of, like people looked at it so wrong mm-hmm. and I feel like the only reason why I looked at sex originally wrong was because my parents was preaching the whole thing of you shouldn't well not my parents my mother mostly was just preaching the whole thing of don't have sex until you're married and, and no then, one ever told of you course, why not exactly and then sex education in schools is always they just took it out yep where yeah, and before then, it was just wear a condom, be abstinent, and see boys give you STDs or coochies. Is the, real. These coochie, are the conversations that even church people cooties. need to have. Yeah. 
the cooties. I learned about the sex organs and everything this uh, when I was in the third grade. I think I was. And um, my cousins were homeschooled. And so when I went to Chicago for the summertime, my aunt, she laid it down. Like, okay, this is a penis. This is a vagina. You know what I'm saying? Like, because well, the last damn, I wish I had that. This is what it is. Like, okay. Oh my gosh. My mom. Oh. <laughs> Yo, like, you, you have, these are the conversations that we need to know. Because I have babies that are out here having sex, doing whatever, and they don't even know the, the correct words. They're doing exactly. it because it's what they so, see. Exactly. Like, you don't even know how to say it. You don't even know the difference between you ovulating exactly. and you being fertile, but you want to have sex. And, and when are we going to get to the education of knowing about our own bodies? My aunt, my aunt exactly. is also a doula. And so it's like, hey, Ooh. Mm-hmm. yeah, oh, oh, she, she's the truth now. And so there are certain things that you have to learn while you're pregnant that your husband can even help you with, you know? So it's like, hey, know about something before you approach it. Or you just go head on because you're going to get yourself in a situation that you can't get out of. And even then, teen pregnancy is still at an all-time high. That shit ain't slowing down no time soon. So it's like if everybody around me having Mm -hmm. sex and getting pregnant from it, why can't it be a conversation that can be normalized? And then they're shunning me because I choose not to have it. And I'm just like, well, no. But now now I got to do it because I'm trying to fit in. You know, and that's not the case. So, yeah. Right. And then some people who have kids now are struggling. So why do I want to sit there and live that life? Yeah, that single mother. I'm okay here. Vibe. I can't. You know, I, I've watched single my mother, mom single me. father. No. I've watched my mom raise me without a job for two years. Like this, this is another reason why I choose to go the path that I choose to go. It's because of how I grew up. Yes, yes, he God is. has kept us, but we also struggled. And so I also know that I don't. My, my aunt and my mom, my family always tell me, Jay Lisa, you don't have to struggle. And you're and you're supposed and you to raise your kids to be, you know, quote unquote, better or raise them to be, you know, at a higher stake than, than what you are. But mm-hmm. that's another thing too. Like I know, I mean, I I could if I want to. I got it to do it. But I'm not. Hey, hey. Cause there's so many things that come yeah. with it. Even though it feels good, it's, it's great, it's, it's amazing. Cute. It can be a one. Right. But no one talks about what happens. Like, no one talks about, like, even with my relationship with God, yes, it's beautiful, but I, I, don't, I didn't really mention the hard nights that I had to have when I'm dealing with, you know, spiritual warfare or when I, when I have to cry out just to, just to believe that God is believing, you know, that God is listening to me when mm-hmm. I'm praying or when I, when I have to lose friends that I never wanted to lose, but he God had to separate me anyway because my friends were going down a different path. And, and he didn't want you and to be I in the same boat. Right. And I wanted to take them with me, but you can't change people. You can't save everybody. And I, I can't turn an apple into an orange. Hello. Or a banana into a Exactly. So it's it's tough. But it's but life is bigger than us. Even with you becoming this podcast person, so many people need to hear these conversations. And then openly have them, whether it's with your mom, your dad, your aunts, or with your friends. Like, people need to start talking about this stuff because now it's to the point, especially with social media or not even social media, the Mm -hmm. internet, you can't hide from sex anymore. So now, instead of trying to close it and be like, no, don't do it, just talk about it. But just be 
realistic like tell well even in can i listen to this podcast unless they're 18 or over because uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's grown but you know talking. if you play it you feel me but if you play an episode around your niece or your nephew and they just like oh what's conga language sit exactly. there and explain it to them but don't explain it to the point where it's just like oh let me try it out right no, just explain but and but some what what i've learned is that adults have taken away that um trust or we've mishandled we have we've been mishandled and that's how we know mhm so yeah yeah well i actually do have one last question before we end this okay. podcast do you feel like I saw um, something on the internet where it said basically like the whole Adam and Eve mm-hmm. story is not about an actual fruit. It's about Eve basically had sex with the devil and the apple <laughs> is like her quote unquote okay. cherry. <laughs> and that's the reason why, you know, all this stuff happened with us, like the periods and sin, all this other kind of stuff. Do you feel like that's a true story or do you feel like it's an actual fruit? Um... I'm, I I believe it's an actual fruit, you know, but that's okay, that's just my, too. you know, that's just, you know, that's just what I read, you know. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna change the words, and and some people have a deeper insight of things too. Mm-hmm. Um, but even in that story, where was Adam when Eve saw that serpent? Why was she somewhere alone? You know, and then if that happened, then why did she come back and let Adam take a bite of the fruit? Like, like. So you're saying that Adam has sex with the devil too? Like, not no, even, that's not how that works. But I don't think it's, it's like it's like sometimes <laughs> we know what's right and wrong, but we still do wrong. Why? That was that was that was literally that. that whole story. Yeah, because you have another person side of your head that's just like do it, mm-hmm. and it's like nah. And but it's up to you to make the correct yeah. decision. <laughs> Hello. And that's why, and that's why we have to, you know, quick to listen, slow to speak. Don't make hasty mm-hmm. decisions. Because if she would have took twelve minutes, she probably wouldn't have made the decision. Like, you know what? Let me think about what this mm-hmm. fruit is. God said not to eat the fruit, but I'm pretty sure if Adam was with Eve, God, God would have been like, <laughs> God would Adam would have been like, no. No, my no. God said, "Don't eat this." So why we? He would have held her accountable. Adam would have slapped that apple out of her <laughs> hand. Like they wouldn't you, have even got. They in biblical terms, serpent. Yeah, if, in biblical times, Adam would be like Eve. No, because God said it's no. But you know, if you bring it up to like these days, Adam would have been like, Bitch, "Put the apple down." Oh, do you know God is looking at you right now? He gonna see you take that bite, and if you give it to me, and I take Mm-mm. this bite, he gonna come down here and cuss us out. Do you feel like? But here it also shows the importance of instructions. These are facts. Because in this case, God did give them give them the reason. If you eat from this fruit, He, he says we told fruit, them. you will surely die. It it wasn't it wasn't and like what we did. it wasn't like what we did. We don't have sex, and then they walk away. We like why. We still don't hear nothing. He said, "Don't eat the fruit. If you eat the fruit, you will die." Which is why, which is why, then boom, which is why we are deceiving humans now. Oh, Eve, just know. But when the thing, but think head, about it. It would have happened either way. It just, yeah, even it just would have been, been one of us, right? Exactly. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, that was so real. I feel a release now. Um, whoever listens to this episode, I hope y'all hear a re- feel a release because I feel a release. I'm grateful that you asked me to be here with you. I'm honored. Oh, like I said, I love I love transparency, and you're one of those people where it's like you're gonna give the real, mm-hmm. real, but even then, with your realness, it's still compassion, and like that's what people need in this world. They need blunt, forceful honesty. With, with a dab of with love, yeah, with, with a dab of sugar uh-huh. on top, because you, you know, feel me? just y'all are not out here by yourself, guys. That's it. Sometimes we like we we like to isolate, not really not. but we're relational beings. Even in that first chapter of Genesis, we're talking about the Bible. Genesis one says, "Not in chapter one, it says it's not good for man to be alone." So y'all not out here by yourself. You're not struggling alone. Everybody going through the same thing. You just gotta open your mouth. The enemy, do- the enemy doesn't want somebody to gonna talk. help you. That he wants all that to stay in the mind, but you gotta release that stuff. Get you, you get you a therapist. You yes. Keep it in your head. Talk it out. Get Hello. So yeah, that's so real. But thank you for thank being you here, Jay Lisa. Me. It's just ah. And again, y'all, her social media is going to be in the description, so you can keep up with her. She also, she's mentioned it a little bit, but no, we're going to talk about it. She is a singer. Her song, Move Me, is on Apple Music, and it is, it is giving spiritual awakening. It is giving meditation vibes. It is giving, I'm in the shower, and I need to have a really good cry. Hello. Because I've definitely had that song on repeat one time, and I was just like, I need this to... It was filling my body my body slowly, yeah. but surely. Like I felt it in my feet, my legs, my head, everywhere. And I was like, I need <laughs> this. So yeah, make sure y'all check her out on iTunes too. Apple Music, it's whatever, everywhere. Spotify, Come it's on. there. That felt good to say. It's, it's right, because you feel platforms. like... <laughs> check her out. YouTube, me, baby. Look, we're here. Hello. Yeah. I'm grateful. But you know, again, thank you, Jay Lisa. This was fun. I like these. And I love you. And I hope you have a great rest of your night. All right. Bye, you guys.